Hi, I'm Kristen, and this is the Simple Handmade Everyday Podcast, where I talk about living a creative, intentional life. I like to chat about quilting, knitting, cross-stitching, what I'm reading and watching, and a little bit about self-care, productivity, and keeping a cozy, organized home. I've got my tea in hand, so grab yours, and let's settle in for a chat. This is episode 104. Hi, welcome friends. Welcome back if you're a regular listener and welcome if this is your first episode. This is being recorded in August 2023 and I just want to say happy summer. Summer has really arrived here. I know that a lot of you guys are thinking about fall, but I'm going to just embrace the fact and accept the fact that fall in Southern California does not happen until November. So I am just going to continue to embrace the fact that it is summer. I do have my my hot tea though because I'll always be drinking that and it is um, actually it's not something you could probably just run out and buy um, I, it's called jasmine rose from a place called spice topia it is a green organic tea with jasmine green tea rose petals and natural non-gmo flavor um, I had jury duty uh, last week and it's uh, I I'm in Ventura County, so I went to Ventura, which I love going to Ventura. Um, it's a beach town, a little funky beach town. We're actually going to go this afternoon, take the dogs down to the beach. But I love an excuse to go to Ventura. So um, I went in, uh, it was only half a day, um, jury duty, which was very nice. And so I went downtown and um, went first to Super Buzzy, which is one of my favorite quilt shops on Main Street, Ventura. She has a huge online presence. Um, so definitely check her out. She's got all kinds of modern fabric, a lot of the Japanese fabrics, um, lots of solids. It's just um, definitely, it skews more modern. And she's definitely carrying a lot more stuff for cross-stitch, knitting, needlepoint, things like that, other kinds of um, crafts like that. So I went there first and then took myself. The, ever since the, the pandemic, they've turned the the main part of Main Street into pedestrian-only and there's so much seating outside um, for dining, and it's just it's a just a fun little place to go. So I took myself out to lunch and sat in this cool little pub and read my book and had lunch by myself and just want my husband and I go down there all the time, but somehow I wandered into all kinds of stores that I had never noticed before. And one of them was this, um, it was a tea and spice place called Spicetopia. And that's where I got this jasmine rose tea and it is delicious. It smells so good, it tastes so good. So that was fun. Um, I also wandered into a store that I don't remember and I can't tell you what it's called, but they, um, it's like they had their own liqueurs and you know like these sort of flavored whiskeys and things like that and I'm like what is this place my husband's into whiskey so I kind of wandered in and I got uh, kind of sucked into this demo of this man um, demo demoing how to drink absinthe <laughs> so I got the which is a whole deal of of like um, so we got absinthe in this little beaker thing and and then he puts it um can only be described as um, if say you take a slotted spoon and you pound it out flat and you set that over this container that's got the absinthe alcohol in it. And plus we got the whole history of, of absinthe and why people thought it was hallucinogenic, blah, blah, blah. That was fun too. But then you just, you put a sugar cube on top. So you've got your, your glass thing of absinthe. You have this metal slotted 
spoon thingy on top of that with a sugar cube and then just drips water over it as it melts the sugar cube into the absinthe and then we all got a little taste which tastes very much like uh, licorice it's got that um what is that anise taste so um anyways it was just like the most random thing to get a little demo of and it was a it was just a, a really fun day and i'm so glad to now know that there is this new tea um place there i'll definitely be back well since i last talked to you um we moved my college son back down to school even though he does not start till the end of september but he's got a um, an internship in a lab there and he is just living his own best life in san diego right now and then just the timing worked out beautifully we took him down one day we actually took a day and um he uh, my two kid two of my kids um and my husband we all went to the san diego zoo so that was actually really fun we haven't been been I guess uh, he's gone like with his girlfriend, but we never took him. We, I took the, the other, the older two kids when they were like in a stroller. Uh, so it's been a long time. And you know, four adults can actually cover that gigantic zoo in a day, <laughs> turns out. You can't do that when you're pushing strollers and changing diapers and whatnot. But um, that was fun. And then the next day we packed up my daughter, brought her back down here to Southern California, put all her stuff on another U-Haul. And then the next day they all took off to her and her friends to Chicago, making a long drive to Chicago, which took two and a half days. And she is now, she has moved to Chicago, which I can't even believe. And she is, uh, she's enjoying it there. It's, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year in Chicago right now. And um, I've always wanted to live in Chicago. So I am living vicariously through her and I will keep remembering that in February in the snow um, that it maybe isn't all it's cracked up to be. We'll see, we'll see. But we, um, the, the four remaining Essers are going down to see her in September, and I just made all those travel arrangements. Very excited about that. We're actually going over um, the week that my youngest turns 21, and my two sons are jazz musicians, so it will be really fun to be able to like go to a jazz club because Ben will finally be old enough to get into one, and it'll be kind of fun to celebrate his birthday in Chicago. So, yeah, some fun, fun stuff um, going on there, just... Kids are scattering. Life is changing. Um, yeah, but but luckily right now, it's all good. Before we get into the quilting segment, I'd like to once again thank the Fat Quarter Shop for sponsoring the podcast. The Fat Quarter Shop is a one-stop shop for quilting fabrics and supplies for quilters around the world. They stock quilt shop quality fabrics, pre-cuts, quilt kits, patterns, notions, and as we know, even cross-stitch supplies. Right now, you can get 20% off the Riley Blake Confetti Solids, the Confetti Cottons collection has more than 250 colors printed on 100% cotton. They are beautiful to work with, and you are sure to find the perfect color to match whatever um, project you are working on. And as always, check the Jolly Jabber blog at the Fat Quarter Shop for all the information on the myriad of quilt-alongs and stitch-alongs that they have running at any given time. Right now, I am particularly interested in the Seasonal Stitchy Stars table runner quilt along that starts in September. I, I'll talk about more on that later. Um, as always, I will put a link in the show notes and um, appreciate your support. All right, let's start quilting. As is well documented on this podcast, I'm in a bit of a quilting slump, but I feel that's starting to change. Um, and here's one reason, it's the little things. When Chloe moved to Chicago, there was not enough room in the U-Haul for her 
um, her desk chair, her, her work desk chair, which is, you know, a nice um, ergonomic chair with different heights. And I, you know, I stitch at my dining room table, which is rarely used as a dining room table anymore. And I stitch on a dining room chair and it's too low and it's never been good. I've been doing this for, for what, for 13 years. And now I have a chair that's got me up at the right height and it's, and it rolls and it's just, it's, everything is so much more comfortable. So I got finally stitching on the, the sashing for my great granny square quilt. And that's going along really quickly. I anticipate that's going to go together fast. I've been talking big about that for months now, but that is actually, um, happening. Just the right chair. What a huge difference that makes. I should have known. Um, my friend Vicki over at My Creative Corner 3 is keeping up on the scrappy spools quilt along that I had so much energy for at the beginning of the year. And it's it's a really low-key um, stitch along of just like four blocks a month and they're small. And so I want to get caught up on that. I think that will be fun. And I've got all my scraps cut to the right sizes. So that should go together really quickly and i talked last week let me reach over and grab it about the seasonal stitchy stars which started as a Lori holt cross stitch um pattern and now they've done a quilting pattern and now they've announced a quilt along and so this um is a table runner pattern that is 16 and a half by 79 and a half and so that'll be you know, if you've got a smaller table, you could just do less stars. It's got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven stars on it. And um, some of them are quite involved. As a matter of fact, they're a little more involved than I really, and I didn't kind of clock how complicated some of them are. So if you're up for a bit of a challenge, this would be good for you. But I was watching um, Nicole Spore's floss tube where she covers cross-stitching and quilting and she's doing this and so she was showing some of the stars and she was saying like some of them were quite quite involved um but i think that might be a good um you know kind of a good challenge and it's a you know it's it's something useful so what they do is 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 the idea here is that's the same pattern that you can just um do with d different colorways for the season so um did it for the the example for the pattern and these um lori holt it's so emma patterns they are amazing they're eight and a half by 11 and they're full color and they're just so beautifully done i cannot overstate that but so for winter they've got a like a, a burgundy pink and then two shades of green so you know not just straight up you know i mean it is red and green but different shades spring they've got um you know pink and aqua and a mustard yellow and more of a spring green summer red white and blue and fall orange green yellow and gray so i think i would start with the fall one which is in september they are doing like so it's just like one a month and they're doing i believe the the fall one in september don't quote me on this the the winter one the, the next just one after a another for four months in a row in anywhere this season so fall winter spring summer um, I'm not sure I'll do all you know four of them but I think a, a nice fall um, table runner would be really fun and my friend Vicki's also going to work on that so that might be fun for us to kind of work on together um, the fat quarter shop also sent me a couple other things I wanted to talk about one is called it's a quilt pattern called upbeat and this is just the cutest pattern it is square. I don't always love square quilts, but it does come in a small lap, large lap, twin and queen size sizes. And um, 
it's got a big star pattern like the inside is I, and I love patterns like this though the inside is a sawtooth star and then the star kind of radiates out from that with um, I don't know what that shape is with a parallelogram you know which are basically half square triangles put together and then there's these chaining blocks to bring it all together and I can totally picture myself making this this is super cute it's called upbeat and it is designed by Jocelyn and her last name is spelled U-E-N-G. I will of course put a picture and um, a link in the show notes if you want um, to see it for your own <laughs> with your own eyes. Quilt patterns are hard to describe verbally. The other thing I wanted to talk to you about, pardon that you want the ASMR crinkle of the, <laughs> of the plastic, is the Mad for Plaid project bags. So I've been using these for years. They are mesh bags that you can get at Fat Quarter Shop and they expand on the bottom so you can get quite a lot into them. And they have, they're just, um, they've been around for a while but they're adding more colors. And it's very nice to kind of visually, you know, kind of remember, oh, that that project's in the pink one. And plus you can see through it. It's just, it's, it's mesh. It's not clear but it's mesh so you can tell. So um, recently they have added an orange a purple and a brown kind of like fall colors and I just honestly cannot say enough good things about keeping quilting projects in there I've got a knitting project in one I've got a cross stitch in one all all kinds of things so very useful in other news my friends and I have made our QuiltCon 2024 reservations so QuiltCon 2024 is in Raleigh and um so I'm, I'm gonna I'm, we're staying in an Airbnb with the same gang that I stayed with um, for the one in 2023 and it's funny because that one um, in Atlanta was my friend Jen's hometown um, now it's in Raleigh which is you know roughly um, Francis and Patty's hometown so if they would just come back to to Pasadena then it would be my hometown but no that seems to be done so I'm um, thinking about modern quilting more and I'm, what I would like to do is I mean I don't know that I will make a quilt to submit, but I would like to make a quilt that's a little bit, you know, of my own design, a little bit more in a modern aesthetic. And so I, I want to go back through the photos that I took for inspiration from QuiltCon 2023 and, um, and start thinking about maybe designing even just something small and figure out, um, because I do love modern quilts. Uh, you know, QuiltCon is my favorite quilt show and I feel so inspired, um, but I need to find my... Um, what my jam is in the in the modern quilt design world so kind of excited about you know starting to think about that all right let's talk knitting a little bit I went as we like to call it pub knitting with my friend Pam we've got this little place in our, our hometown called the alley where there's like a brewery where you can sit and there's a winery we often actually we call it pub knitting but we often sit at the winery and it's so cute the the girl who always seems to be working there always gets so excited she says, did you bring your knitting I wish more people would bring their knitting um the light is not great in there which is one of the problems but it is it's very fun to sit there with a friend with a glass of wine and it gives me an excuse to to knit um and I've been knitting on my elementary shawl, but what I did for most of the time, the couple hours that we were there this time, is I had bought, probably from Knitpick, some really pretty sock yarn, but it's in a skein, and um, I don't know that I will ever invest in a, um, what's it called, a Swift and a Ball winder, winder, and since I didn't buy the the yarn locally, I don't feel like I can walk into a... <laughs> 
a quilting store and said, hey, can you cake this up for me? So I just sat there and wound this very large um, skein into um, into a ball the whole time we were talking, you know, with the with the, the yarn around my knee, just just like the grandmother that we all picture in this. So, um, and I'm glad to have done that because I actually, when I went to Sweden and in, in June, I would have liked to have taken sock knitting with me just because the, the elementary shawl is just getting, it's big and it's hot to have it on your lap. Um, but right, like the day before I left for Sweden, I pulled that out and was like, oh, this is not in a way I can knit from it. You know what? I should have just wound it on the plane. I didn't even think about that. But um, in the summer, I always get an itch to knit socks I, like many Junes in a row, I've uh, cast on socks. So I'm kind of thinking about casting on a pair of socks, which would be fun. And I just always do, um, you know, just vanilla socks. I, I, I don't do a lot of pattern because they are, you know, just um, kind of a comfort knit, a Zen knit for me. And then cross stitch wise, um, I've been working with the Fat Quarter Shop on the Evergreen Mystery stitch along of which there's also a very cute quilt along and it's no longer a mystery all four parts have come out so if you um, are not into the mystery because you don't know if you're going to like it these are both free patterns and I um, encourage you to go download them that both the um, the quilt is a little table run not a table runner uh, like a wall hanging size and then the cross stitch I think it'll make a cute pillow um or I might frame it and just set it on a table somewhere. I'm I'm still working on part four. There there's a lot of stitching, but it's 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 so cute. Um, but to be honest with you, I'm getting a little bit burned out on cross stitch. I've been really let's just say hot and heavy on cross stitch for about a year and a half, and um, it is very it's a very easy thing to grab in the evenings. Um, but I think I, I, I might start knitting a little bit more in the evenings. So we'll see. And obviously, really hoping to get back to actually sewing and it's hot enough now that uh, I want to stay inside during the hottest part of the day so um, yeah so I might be taking a little you know uh, cross stitch might be taking a little bit of a back seat for a while all right let's move on to, to TV and books um, TV wise my husband and I finished the Lincoln lawyer and I've talked about that show before. I talked about it last podcast. Love it. Absolutely love that show. So um, that is on Netflix if you want to check that out. I won't go into what it's about since I've covered it before, but highly recommend. And it was a really good season. I don't know if I talked about it last time, but we started watching Suits a little bit. And I don't think we will last very long on that. Um, my husband's quickly losing interest because it's a little too soapy for him but I'm enjoying it and I might just uh, start watching it on my own which is sometimes what happens with these things um, but uh, and it's fun to see this what we're watching is from like it came out like 12 years ago it was absolutely not on my radar and you know I've always heard that Meghan Markle was on Suits and she's adorable on that show I have to tell you um, but the whole I didn't know what Suits was about I just knew it had to do with lawyers but in case you don't know the whole idea is there's this guy who um, is super smart underachiever he actually goes in and takes the bar exam for other people um, and he can even like he knows it so well he can just say like he can give them a, a score that would be realistic for them um, I'm unclear at this point is if he is actually taking it for himself or not but um, th 
through a, a weird little series. He's, he's like just, you know, he's, he's got a friend who's like dealing drugs and stuff. He's just like not in a great point in his life. And he is running from the cops where he accidentally runs into a job interview for a, like an associate lawyer. And um, he just kind of stumbles into this job. And so all of a sudden now he's a lawyer um, and has a number of secrets he needs to keep and knows he's never been to law school, I don't think. So he knows nothing about actually being a lawyer. So he's just like been, you know, dumped into the deep end here. And it's it's kind of amusing. It's kind of amusing. So that's Suits. Um, right now we've got what's called now Max, which is just HBO plus a bunch of other channels. One of them being Discovery Plus, I think, where I really thought that I was going to love the Florette Farm series. And I only watched the first one and I need to watch a couple more before we dump max for a while but um florette farms is this farm um flower farm up in washington state and it's right in the town where we go uh, every other year for many years to a, a lake house vacation with my family and she i bought many of her books and she's wonderful um so i thought i would love her show uh, i'm not sure about it i want to need to watch a couple maybe it's just because i already know so much about her I'm, I'm not really getting anything new from it but um I want to check that out a little bit more, but I think we're going to dump Max and move on to Hulu, where I am very much looking forward to the second season of The Bear, um, which is about a, a restaurant in Chicago. Um, and so in the first season was very, very good. So definitely check that out if you haven't. And then um, the third season of Only Murders in the Building um, just recently, well, it's, uh, they didn't drop all the episodes. I think they maybe dropped two episodes last week. And um, that is such a fun show with Steve Martin and um, Martin Short and Selena Gomez as this, you know, intergenerational <laughs> crime fighting trio. And this season um, has Paul Rudd and Meryl Streep. And I think it's going to be so fun. I'm very much looking forward to that so my husband and I will definitely be watching those um for my own little acorn viewing I discovered this new show um it's, it's it's new to me I think it just is pretty recent it's called Signora Signora Volpe and it's which means uh Volpe is fox so it's about this woman who basically works for the CIA or that's the CIA it's what is it in England MI6 MI5 or 6 I can't remember which one it is um, and the intelligence uh, agency, and she gets really angry about things that are going on with her investigations. And she goes to Italy for her niece's wedding, where all kinds of issues unfold. And um, so she just ends up uh, staying there. And and um, there's only one season out, and so she gets involved in, in many investigations there. And that's been really fun. Um, I hope there is another season. And the other new detective show was called The Chelsea Detective, and that's been um, fun. And there's not much to tell you about that, except for it's just your typical British, um, you know, two detectives solving solving crimes. Everybody looks familiar if you watched enough of these things. So um, The Chelsea Detective is the last one. Of course, I'll link all these in the show note, or at least list them in the show note. You can might just have to Google them yourself. But um, yeah, so those have been my, my summertime stitching companions. 
And that brings us to books. Um, Last episode, I talked about starting my first Ellie Griffiths book. Um, She writes murder mysteries, and I really enjoyed it. And so I'm on to my second one, which is called The Postscript Murders. And it is also, it's got the same detective protagonist called Harbinger Cower, K-A-U-R. And I think she only wrote two with Harbinger as the... um, as the main detective, I think she goes on to write a gazillion about this detective called Ruth Galloway, which will be what I will start after this. I've already got that one downloaded. Um, and this is just, it's just a really cute story um, about um, this older woman who's living kind of in, um, they call it a, like a, a secure, what are they, I've already forgotten what it's called. Um, you know, kind of like a care home apartment building overlooking the sea. And uh, when her carer comes in for the day, she realizes that she's dead. And the more they dig into this, they find that she, they find a business card that says, I think her name is Peggy Smith, murder consultant. And you find out this woman has been obsessed with murder mysteries all her life. And she actually um, consults with mystery writers for new ways, like creative ways to kill off people (laughs) as they're writing their murder mysteries. She's like a little consultant. And then um, the the writers that she works with start getting knocked off. And I haven't even finished it, but I've, it's it's been it's been fun. I really like this writer, Ellie Griffiths, which um, I've heard about for a while, but you know, I'm just now discovering for myself. Um, the other book that I read was called The Year of Living Danishly. And I don't know where I heard about this, But, you know, Denmark is one of the happiest countries. And so this is about a woman and her husband who are British and her husband gets a job at Lego in Denmark and um, which is where they come from, the main office. And so they decide to have an adventure and go live for a year in Denmark. And um, it's nowhere near like Copenhagen. It is out in what she always calls Sticksville. Because that's where like the the Lego main um, offices are, and um, so she she's a writer, so she takes this opportunity to write about the experience, and so she um, it goes like month by month. So in January she she covers you know some, something that she's learned, and she does this through through um, the year for a full year, and I really loved it for about the first three months, like maybe you know January. February, March, and I, I kind of started losing steam. What she does is at the end of each um, chapter, she lists like the things that she's learned about the, uh, living in Denmark or the Danish people or the Danish culture or whatever. Um, and so I started skimming heavily and just reading the recaps until I got to the end of the year. And um, and then the, uh, that kind of picked up again. And then um, they decide to stay for another year. <laughs> so it's um, it was it was a fun book and just kind of, you know, I, I love I love all things Scandinavian. And we have this place called Solving that's about an hour and a half north of where I live. And we've been to a million times. And it is a little uh, like it's a little tiny Copenhagen. It's a little tiny Danish town. And I was telling my husband, we need to go we need to go to solving because that now i'm itching for uh all things danish so that was very cute i can't remember who wrote it i'll put it in the show notes but um you know it was a fun read especially if you don't mind skimming a little bit (laughs) all right so my goodness this is going to be uh, one of my shorter podcasts you know it's summertime and i just am living my life i don't have that much to talk about i guess so um 
often in this last segment, I talk about um, homemaking or self-care or productivity, all these kind of things. This is just going to be a, a random assortment of things <laughs> that uh, I just wanted to share with you. Um, first of all, if you know, if you've listened to this for any length of time, I'm obsessed with like cleaning routines and things like that. And I've changed up my cleaning routine once again, and I'm finding it working so beautifully that I just wanted to share it with you. So I used to, I mean, I've tried things all all types of things. And I do love the fly lady system of like having this baseline of things that you do. And then every week dig in a little bit deeper on zone cleaning to get to, I don't need to declutter so much anymore as I just, I need to do the deep cleaning part. Um, because otherwise the, the blinds never get dusted or, um, you know, the fridge never gets cleaned out, that kind of stuff. And so, um, but I have found that when I do my, my weekly cleaning, which I am, you know, like I'm very good about that. That is not a problem, but it's a little bit more surface level. It is dusting and keeping bathrooms and sweeping the floor and, you know, mopping and things like that. And that's no problem. But when I do it on a Saturday, it it takes a couple hours. And then there's like no way that I'm going to like dig into a zone. I'm not, you know, I'm just like, it's, I'm done. (laughs) I'm done cleaning. And so, um, I've split my, my little tasks up and I do, I work, I go, I sit down to work at nine. That's my, my schedule. And, and I'm up early. I've got, I got time to use in the morning that I've, you know, I often fritter away. So my new thing is that it fritter away all I want between doing my workout or, um, you know, drinking coffee and reading the news and that kind of stuff. But at eight o'clock, I do one of my chores. And you know what? I mean, so it's like, clean the bathrooms and we uh, since the kids aren't here I don't have to worry about their bathroom it's just a half bath and our bath and for me that does not count scrubbing the shower out which I just do when I'm in the shower so so it you know I can clean both bathrooms in like 20 minutes it's not a big deal and then um then the next day I dust I can you know so any nothing takes more than 30 minutes and then the next day I sweep and then the, the the other two days um, I've been actually trying to get outside and do some gardening things, or if I missed a day, catch up, or just like not do anything. And then that leaves me on the weekend on Saturday to go, okay, I'm going to spend an hour on something. So this week um, I'm on the kitchen. My husband and I, he joined me and we wiped down all the outsides of all the kitchen cabinets, which has been driving me crazy. We have darker cabinets, so they it, things really show. Um and so, um, so that was great. And then that got me inspired to do all the other, when I was really into a good fly lady routine, I would every month, um, clean the dishwasher where you put that little packet in and run it, clean the disposal, clean the coffee maker by putting, running some citric acid through it, you know, just the, all those kinds of little maintenance things. And I'm just like, okay, I'm hoping that this is gonna, it's kind of new, but, um, Last week, it was uh, what I did is we have this storage area in our closet for all our bathroom overflow things like, like I don't know, toothpaste and band aids and medications and things like that. And it was a it was a wreck. And I pulled it all out and reorganized it. And I'm kind of hoping now that we don't have kids that are getting into it that I can organize something like that and it'll pretty much just stay organized. So I'm feeling good about that because I've just not been in a good deep cleaning routine for a while. So. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll keep you posted on that. And just wanted to give you a different way just to, and I think this is like the clean mama way to just do a, one thing each day. And I never, and for me, the difference is, is doing it in the morning. I tried to do this where like, okay, if I stop work at four, then I'll do that. No, no, I will not. 
So by just saying, give myself a little time before work, and then I feel pretty smug about it, to be honest with you. Um, the other thing that I've started to incorporate that I've talked about before is the Gretchen Rubin idea of power hour, where I've got this running list of small things that I need to do that I just don't get around to. And um, oh, I should have brought my list up here. What? Let me think of some things as, as examples. So things like downloading phone um, photos from my phone um, to my computer, answering podcast comments, um, moving some things to the garage. I, now that I have um, a sewing chair, there's too many random dining room chairs around, so I want to move those, and I just keep not doing it, you know? Um, taking a photo to list something on Facebook Marketplace, you know, all those little kinds of things like that. Do Even doing a little bit of research for travel arrangements. <sighs> Do you like to make travel arrangements? I hate it because I am terrified of making decisions or then, and then regretting the days we chose or making a mistake with my flight or something like, oh, I'm always terrified. So anyways, uh, doing power hour has been, um, I'm just like knocking off little things that are, that are bothering me. Um, and the very last thing that I wanted to talk to you about, I've talked about how Instagram is driving me crazy. I just, I, I, consume it but I don't post as much as at all as like I used to um, but it ju just kind of drives me crazy in general that I will I'm not seeing the people that I follow and there's so many um, people that I don't follow that I've been shown by being shown and many people said click on the following button up in the Instagram the logo if you click on that there's following and favorites or something like that and I'm like I did that and it doesn't you know, like I don't see the difference. Well, here's what I found out this week and maybe I'm just an idiot, but I didn't realize that's not like a setting going forward. That's a setting every time you get into Instagram. So if you're feeling like me and you're not seeing the people that you follow, then you go up there, hit following, but you have to do it every single time. But oh my gosh, I'm just like, oh, I remember them. Oh, I remember them. It's a very, it's a very different experience. It's like the way it used to be. So hopefully you will find that useful. Okay. So gosh, 33 minutes. This is crazy. Um, I thank you for spending this time with me. And, um, if you feel so inclined, I love it. If you go over to the, um, Apple podcast app or Google, or however you listen to this and rate and review the podcast, it really helps people, um, find it and please spread the word. I appreciate that and how you have a wonderful week and I will catch you next time. You can find me online at my blog, Simple Handmade Every Day, on Instagram as Kristen Esser. And please consider joining the Simple Handmade Every Day Facebook group to keep the conversation going. <laughs>